0: Basic Bible, great for homeschool, Sunday school curriculum, personal Bible study, family devotionals, the list goes on and on. That's me. That's me. That's you. Here we go. <laughs> Segment number one, we do the doodle. So I just a few moments ago, I got my thing and I got my other thing and then I got both of these things and then I dropped it on the floor, which I reached down and just now got. So here I'm going. We're going to doodle, okay? i got a little bit of a challenge to doodle today, but I think we can do it. We've got to draw a baby. And sometimes babies are a little hard on me as far as understanding how to draw them. It seems like i got a lot of darkness under my eyes there. I had to rearrange the lighting. How's that? Any better? None? (laughs) You're saying, Sonny, if you'll just step off screen, things will be great. Well, I ain't doing it. (laughs) All right, here we go. Here we go. I guess we've gotten to Jacob and Rachel now, haven't we? So, uh, there you go. There they are. And here we are in generally Genesis. And Jacob's saying to old Rachel, she, he's saying, listen, honey, here's what you got to remember. Alright, if we go back through the chapters of the book of Genesis starting from 17. Because remember, you know, we had to divide this into three sections in order to get it in this year. But anyhow, here they all unfurl in front of you. Unfurl in front of you. That's kind of Hard to say. You might know, recall last time Jacob gets two wives. That's the kind of the icon that Gabriel has decided to use for Jacob, and I like it. But he's going to get two wives. The first one, very unexpected. Didn't expect to wake up with her, but he did. And then a week later, he's going to get to have uh, the wife that he wanted to have. So he's got two wives in chapter 20. Is that chapter? Well, this is 30, so that's got to be 29. Well, yeah, I can see it. See, there's a two, and the nine is the. Steam coming off of the stew there. So, yeah, that's 29. All right. Well, chapter 30, Jacob is going to be blessed with a lot of children and livestock. And uh, I probably shouldn't put those two together because they're certainly not, although sometimes kids can act like a bunch of livestock. But that's, that. no. Anyhow, Jacob's going to be blessed. And uh, so that's what you got here. Notice the two rings making the three here. And uh, then you've got the baby in the circle here and a bunch of babies down here. I don't know whether we can do this or not folks <laughs> i'll tell you what's let's do draw you two circles do an eight okay do an eight and then put a little diamond on top of each of them. all right you got that all right and then just kind of make the outer here that's got because that's our three see how we did that You everybody good here's where we get challenging all right just draw you an open circle now i'm going to tell you how i draw a baby it's not the same way as gabriel draws a baby Because he's good and I'm not. And this is going to sound totally silly. But hey, that's what we do here. We're silly, right? If you want to draw a baby, draw the outline of a peanut. Watch it. You ready? I know. It looks like a peanut. I know. But I'm getting there. And then inside the upper half, draw another circle and put a smile on that baby. And you got a baby. (laughs) See, it looks like it's been wrapped up, you know, in those claws, whatever those things are. Swaddling claws, probably is what it's called. Claws. Isn't that what they did it with Jesus? Something like that. Anyhow, there you got your 30. See? Peanut. Inside the top half, you draw. I know. If we were good, we would do that one. And if you are good, you would go ahead and do that one. But I'm not good. And then, of course, if you really wanted to get detailed, you could draw a bunch of peanuts down here and up there. (laughs) Ha! 30. See, you can see it. There's a three. There's a zero. 30. So Jacob's going to have a bunch of kids in chapter 30. That's what we're remembering in chapter 30. Do you remember it already? So do I. Chapter 30, Jacob has a bunch of kids. I mean, that was easy enough. All right, move on. So if I were going to test you over segment number one, I would ask you, what is the theme of chapter 30? You would immediately say, what? Jacob has a bunch of kids. <laughs> and I would, I would say that's exactly right. But if you want to really get extra points, Jacob has a bunch of kids, and you're going to find in the last half of the chapter. He also has a bunch of livestock. He's going to have all the Uncle Laban's going to try to give him the runts, and he's going to God's going to bless him. And those runts are going to turn into some really powerful animals, and those animals are going to reproduce. And he... anyhow, by the time he leaves camp, he's a really rich man. But anyhow, so Jacob has a bunch of kids and livestock. However you phrase that, I don't care. Whatever mom and dad say, that's good with me. You can do, can you doodle the picture? Like, can you doodle the picture? Obviously so, because we did such a good job here, did we not? Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, we're such good doodlers. Now, problem is I'm thirsty, so I'm going to take a moment. I love water. Have I ever told you that? I do. All right, moving on. Into Sillyville we go. What do you call a happy cowboy? That would be a cowboy who is happy, <laughs> meaning that he's not sad, okay? What would you call a happy cowboy? Any guesses? Go ahead. Shout them out right now. Don't be shy. No one else is listening except everybody else is in the room. Those folks are listening. I can't hear you because you're not here where I am, and so it doesn't matter. Just go ahead. What do you call a happy cowboy? Well, clearly you call him a Jolly Rancher, <laughs> I tried to get a Jolly Rancher, and I thought I'd have it kind of bounce across the screen, but you know what a Jolly Rancher is? There, it's kind of a generic thing, and I didn't, I know, I just decided not to even do that. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever eaten a Jolly Rancher in all of my life. I might have. Cindy could tell you because she knows stuff, but I don't remember it. <laughs> what do you call a happy cowboy? That's what it was. Happy cowboy. He's called a Jolly Rancher. Alright, segment number two tuba-tuba-tuba. But two, but two, two, see the guy come up here and he says, let's make a memory. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to make a memory right now. You ready? Get your gourd out and get ready to memorize because we're memoritating. Here we go. Alright. <clears throat> Jacob says to Rachel, he says, look, honey, all you got to do is say it five times. And she says, oh, but Jacob. Oh, Jacob, look, my name's in this particular one. <laughs> see, Alex, you can see it in her eyes. She's just very excited. Anyhow, It's a simple memory verse. You guys can do this one in your sleep, probably. Then God, say it five times. Then God, then God, then God, then God, then God. (laughs) Remembered Rachel and God, listened to her, and opened her womb. That's a simple one, right? You can do this. Now, if you're having trouble, and I can't imagine that you are with this one because it's so simple, but just in case you are, you can also do it this way. You can fill in the blanks. You know how we've done that before, huh? Jacob, I don't think I can do this. (laughs) She just kills me. Anyhow, Gabriel did a really good job on that. I'm not sure why they don't have noses, but that's kind of an artistic thing when you draw comics. I've noticed that some comics, they just don't give them noses. I'm not sure how they breathe. Well, evidently out their mouth, because Jacob's got a mouth. Although, Rachel, she doesn't even seem to have a mouth. So, bless her heart. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. Okay. Now, as we continue to progress on, we ask ourselves in segment number two, what test questions should we have to prepare us for the final test? And there's only two in segment number two that I would ask of you. And this is, who was it that remembered Rachel, according to our memory verse? Did you see it? I mean, it's really easy. And can you quote the memory verse from memory because this is segment number two is about make a memory right so that's why we got memory verses in segment number two let's be silly love these ladies what time is it when a t-rex shows up at the party what time is it when a t-rex shows up at the party what time is it when a t-rex shows up at the party it's time to leave. Silhouette <laughs> of the T Rex. He's coming in. You can see he's coming right in there. But they're still giggling. They don't even notice the T Rex is entering the room. They're in trouble. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but we know it. And so, what are we going to do? We're leaving. <laughs> because what time is it when a T Rex shows up at the party? It's time to leave. <laughs> Is a T-Rex your favorite kind of dinosaur? I think it is mine. I really like the T-Rexes. And I know they're very violent, and they go in and they just tear everything up. I get that. But sometimes I just really like the T-Rex. Here he is, my buddy, T-Rex. Anyhow. Okay. What time is it? Whenever a T-Rex enters the party. Time to leave that party. (laughs) All right. Let's ponder a passage with our buddy sitting beside the pond as he's pondering. saying, hmm. Okay, in this ponderation moment of ponderations, we're going to ask ourselves to ponderate upon this. Genesis chapter 30, you'll notice I've got you the first eight verses, then we skip to verses 22 through 24. Uh, this kind of summarizes the chapter pretty well. When Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, she envied her sister. Now here's what's up. Uh, Leah is having kids. All right. And uh, that really upsets Rachel because Rachel's supposed to be the favorite wife and she can't even have children. And back in the day, that was one of the really big marks of uh, like cultural success is if you, if you gave your husband a lot of children uh, and uh, she not having any. And that's kind of interesting. If you go back and you think about some of the people in the history of, of Jesus and his lineage, remember Sarah. She couldn't have kids until late in life, you know. Now, Rachel here, she can't have any kids. And she's really concerned about that. In fact, she's upset about it. But I want you to open up by noticing that she's envying her sister. It's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to feel, man, I wish I could do that too. But it is not okay to envy. Envy is when you allow your disappointments and your desires to to so overwhelm you that you begin to be distracted to the point that you even hurt other people. You're going to see some of that happen in this passage. And what we're finding here is that it divides the two sisters. I don't know how close they ever were. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. But you know this is a difficult marriage already because Jacob didn't even want to marry Leah. And yet Leah's the one having kids. And now it seems like she's kind of being favored because she's having kids and Jacob's spending a lot of time with her because she's got the kids. And Rachel said, boy, I wish I could have kids. But it's not just that. It's Rachel starts to envy. She gets to having hard feelings toward her sister because she can't have children. And so it says, she said to Jacob, give me children or I shall die. Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. And he said, am I in the place of God? And so you notice that envy causes an individual to become bitter. And in her bitterness her distraction of what somebody else has, she wasn't thankful for what she did have. And so she goes to her husband and she puts pressure on him and she says, we got to have kids. And Jacob said, I'm doing all I can. I'm not God. Then she said, here is my servant Bilhah. Go into her so that she may give birth to my, uh, on my behalf, that I, even I may have children through her. So, they're going, to, they're going to concoct a plan, and it's not a good plan. But this plan, it's just like what happened to Grandpa Abraham. You remember what Abraham did? Abraham and Sarah were promised to have a child, but they weren't having any kids. And so what are we going to do? And so they decide, we'll figure it out. God needs our help. And so you might recall that Sarah gives Abraham her servant, Hagar. And that didn't work out well. Same thing is happening here. So they've learned this through the parenting and the grandparenting. And they've learned to do this this thing that isn't helpful at all. And so what we're going to find is that the wife, whose name is Rachel, she is going to let her servant bring children so that she can have children. So I guess in a sense, she's going to kind of sort of adopt these kids as her own. So it says that he went into her and she gave birth uh, to give birth on my, my behalf. Excuse me. So she gave him. Her servant, Bilhah, that's on your test, by the way, her name's Bilhah, as a wife, and Jacob went into her, and Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, God has judged me and has also heard my voice and given me a son. Therefore, she called his name Dan. Rachel's servant, Bilhah, conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, with mighty wrestlings, I have wrestled with my sister and prevailed, so she called his name Naphtali. So you notice that Rachel is claiming two boys, but they're not really hers. She didn't give birth to them, but she's claiming these. And she's claiming also that she has won the envy contest with her sister. And if you read the rest of the chapter, it's really kind of sad, because then what you find out is going to happen is their older sister, Leah, she's also going to get envious. And now Rachel's having kids, and I'm upset because she's having kids, and Jacob's spending too much time there. And so... Leah is going to give Jacob her servant to have children by as well. and It becomes a really messed up family. But what you have is, I've wrestled with my sister and prevailed, so she feels like her envy paid off, but it really didn't. Then God, after all that mess, then God remembered Rachel. Just as he said, he, 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 he didn't specifically say it to Rachel, but remember he promised Jacob that he was going to have a bunch of kids, and Rachel's his favorite and so you, you know that Jacob had to be thinking, it's kind of like Grandpa Abraham and his wife, Grandma Sarah. And they thought, and never had. And, you know, and so Jacob, surely he was paying attention. But eventually God does remember Rachel, and God listened to her and opened her womb. So that means she, she must have been praying to him. Opened her womb. She conceived, and she bore a son. God has taken away my reproach, she says. And she called his name Joseph. Very important name. Because between Jacob and Joseph, those two characters are the main characters through the rest of the book of Genesis. Okay? So Joseph becomes the favorite son. We don't see that in this chapter, but that's going to happen. Joseph becomes the favorite son because he's the, he's the firstborn of the favorite wife. And she said, May the Lord add to me other sons, and another son. And eventually she will have another son. You know what his name was? Benjamin. All right, so there you go. There is the five things that you need to remember. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five things you need to remember for the final test. So if I were to ask you, what questions do you think might be on the final test? Well, these are the questions that I think will be on the final test because I made them up and I can just guarantee you they're on the final test. (laughs) Because I made up the final test and so I know what's on the final test. So while you're looking at that, I'm going to take another drink. All right, everybody got it? There they are. Who was Rachel's firstborn? Joseph. All right, let's be silly. (coughs) Now, you're going to find out in this joke that this guy's face really makes a lot of sense this time. And this is one of the few jokes where his, his face actually plays into the joke. What do you give an injured lemon? Does not you look like he just ate a lemon? <laughs> what do you call an injured lemon? Let's just say you're driving down the road and there's this lemon laying in the middle of the road and it's been hit by a car. And you need to do something for that injured lemon. What do you do? What do you give an injured lemon? Clearly, you give that injured lemon lemonade. <laughs> because it needs aid. So you lemon lemonade. Wasn't that cute? I don't know who made that one up, but I really liked it. I know we've had one similar to that in the past, but it wasn't exactly that one, so don't anybody write in and tell me it was, because it weren't. <laughs> Doesn't he look like he ate a lemon? Yeah. He might have been the guy who who hit it. <laughs> and so he's stopping by to give it lemonade. <laughs> he made lemonade out of the lemon that got injured. <laughs> oh dear. Moving on. Alright, segment number four. This is when we discuss chapter 30. Doing, 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 doing. Why? Do we even want to study Chapter 30? Well, I'm going to tell you why, and then we're going to apply the why, because that's what I told you why. All right, here we go. Let me just step right on over here so I'm out of the way, and you will notice that the two things that I have underlined, they're basically the same thing. I I found this to be interesting by way of application for you and I right now. She envied her sister, then later she says, I wrestled with my sister and I prevailed. But she really didn't, if you think about it. She didn't have any kids. It was the hand... Maiden that had the kids, a servant that had the kids. You know what I'm saying? But she's got this false sense of I did it, but she really didn't. Why is it such an evil thing, or why is envy such a bad thing? What is it about envy that really destroys relationship, makes you feel bad? And even after you, maybe you get the thing that you envied, you, you, it kind of steals the the real joy from it. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever envied someone that gotten the thing which you was prompt that it prompted your envy? Did the envy take away a little of the joy of finally getting it? It has for me. It's like you desire it to the point that you destroy relationships, you are obsessed over it, et etc. et cetera. And it's kind of like coveting. You want it so bad it just takes over all your thoughts and that kind of thing. And then once you finally get it, you start to feeling guilty because I got it. I'm glad I got it. But man, I wish I hadn't done that to get it. You know what I'm saying? Envy's are terrible. So, here's your question, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Let's just check it. I'm going to hit the thing of a then we'll know. Yep, yeah, just as I suspected Why is envy such a bad thing? That is what I need you to write a short answer. Why is envy such a bad thing? Got it? All right. Going to open the curtains, open the blinds, and you know who's going to be standing there. Because he's always standing there. Furball. You ready? Here we go. Sure enough, there he is. Do you not have a life? Don't you like to hang out in trees or something? Winter's coming on. You need to go get some acorns or something. because, And all you do is stand here waiting for me to open the blinds. Well, furball, we got a joke for you today. What is the most valuable type of fish? If you're going to rank fish by their value. What would you say is the most valuable type of fish you notice know, so that that is kind of it's kind of weird you see how weird that is I turn it did you notice that the shine has gone away there was a shine there but we're not dealing with shines right now we're dealing with furball. What is the most valuable type of fish furball you never speak up you just sit there and look at me like I'm some kind of weirdo and you're the one who needs to go find a hairbrush. Oh, where is this hairbrush? <laughs> what is the most valuable type of fish? Clearly, it is the gold fish because it's gold. <laughs> Look at the air bubbles. Did you see the air bubbles? I'm gonna go back because it took me a little while to make the air bubbles. And I want you to see the air bubbles. Are you ready? Now when the fish comes up, watch the air bubbles. It's very important because it took me a long time to make those. Did I already mention that? Okay, here we go. Boing. Watch, watch. Here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's got air bubbles unless furball is underwater with the goldfish and if that's the case how come furball's got a fur and you think it'd be all matted because I don't know but he's still, still uttering insults you're the wrong kind of nut he says to me and you're the one who needs a hairbrush <laughs> <laughs> all right, that leads us to our final segment which is segment number five. Oh boy oh boy oh boy my buddy just can't hardly wait. So here we go, son. We're going to hit the button. Here we go. There you go. We're in test number 27 when it comes to the book of Genesis. And there are the 10 questions. You're saying to yourself, how can we be in chapter 30? And it's only test number 27. I'll tell you why. Because you already know the answer. Remember that time we had to put a bunch of chapters together on... What was that? Oh, it was on Isaac. Remember? It was, what was it, three chapters... Maybe four. No, I think it was three. But we had to sandwich all into one lesson. Remember that? That's why. Anyhow, doesn't matter. And the reason we're doing that is so we can get it all into one year. There's your questions. Have I rambled long enough so that you could go? You know, you know the drill. While I'm rambling, you're supposed to take a screenshot. Did you do that? Look, I can do it in the fancy. Did you get it? You want me to do it again? No, I'm not doing it anymore. Thank you guys for being with me. I love studying with you guys. You're like crazy, awesome, cool. Be there. Matthew 16, 26.